Welcome to another edition of the Manxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nima Romani, retired chiropractor and now facilitator of secure attachments, helping people go from trauma bond, codependent, volatile push-pull dynamics to feeling safe, secure with relationships that feel polarized, masculine and feminine dynamics on point, feeling safe, seen, heard with full trust in yourself to have the skills, the abilities to deal with conflict, to master that conflict uh, rupture repair cycle that nobody taught us growing up. And so um, on my second episode, episode number two, um, furthering my conversation uh, with Dr. Russ on the last episode, talking about trauma bonds, I wanted to highlight two of the most common fears that men uh, encounter uh, in relationship dynamics. So this is really powerful if you're a man, especially if you are, or a woman as well, if you're you know, interested in having a relationship with a man, or you are a man, uh, this is basically for you. It's this experience of uh, when we don't really uh, complete with this, we, we find ourselves in should I stay or go dynamics. Should I stay or go? Deeply wanting connection, but being terrified and afraid of, of the cost of that connection, right? So we, we, we come close to me, get away from me. I, I, I need you. Uh, I don't need you. This, this push pull dynamic is there's a very real reason for it. And I'm going to be speaking about trauma bonds, uh, very soon in the next couple of days. I'm putting the slides together for my trauma bond workshop and I'm super duper stoked about teaching about that because I didn't realize I was in a trauma bond. I was constantly living in that push-pull dynamic. I was constantly wanting feminine connection. Uh, you could categorize me as a player, absolutely. Uh, not really keen on committing to just one woman, really wanting to play the field, go with the flow. I was that guy, just wanting to keep my options open. I had just gone through a divorce, so I was living with the story that women are you know, bunch of gold diggers and you got to kind of keep your hand close. And, you know, uh, I felt like I lost and I got screwed over in the divorce. So these were the wounds that I was carrying and it was lending to me having these, this war within two parts of me, this one part that really wanted connection, wanted female attention, the player, the salsa dancer, really good chiropractor and really good at, um, you know, teaching this methodology that helps you relieve stress and get complete with your past called the overview method that I teach in my overview experience seminars, my workshops online. I was really good at that. I can go on dates. It was really cool. I could go on dates and within the first two or three dates, I could easily make someone fall in love with me, make a woman fall in love with me. Why? Because I had my chiropractic uh, adjustments to help them with whatever pain or headaches or jaw or lower back issue. Boom. I had that in my kind of 
wheelhouse, my arsenal. Then I also had this skill of being able to be intuitive and reading into people and helping them with my tool called the overview method, complete with what they were incomplete with in their past. So on my first dates would go something like this. I would hear about their past relationship, they're wounded. Within minutes, I would have them in tears, feeling complete with the whole thing. And then I would do an adjustment. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay as a chiropractor. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know about now, but at the time, you know, I wasn't, it, it wasn't, I, I was pretty easy on the eyes. You don't see this, you didn't see this grotesque image of a, of a man that you see now with a face for radio that you see now. Uh, it was a good looking guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I didn't really have any problems in, in terms of attracting women, my problem and, and getting them to fall in love with me because I pretty much on paper just had it all problems would happen the second that there would be sex or the second that, you know, we would have a relationship and then we'd get into a few weeks to a couple months. And then naturally the conversation leads to, all right, Nima, so where is this going? And that's when my nervous system would go, fuck. I would go into this contraction. I would go into this massive fear. I would be like, uh, and so it wasn't until I kept playing this game, breaking one heart after another, love bombing, then get that connection. And then the second was weird. I thought there was something wrong with me. The second that I would have that person and they would fall in love, I would immediately lose interest. What the fuck? What's wrong with me? So I would just keep going through this cycle until I met my match this uh, amazing person who highly intelligent, very intuitive, basically smarter than me, brilliant, was able to kind of go through my defenses, uh, was able to then kind of turn the tables and make herself super duper invaluable to me through a series of love bombing and, you know, meeting my needs sexually sex services and supply narcissistic well my narcissistic supply came from you know my the admiration of my clientele that was basically where where i was getting my narcissistic supply from and it was you know i was it was a great symbiotic relationship i would be the hero and then they would in in exchange i would have a, a living and i would be you know edified as the hero right and so my unevolved self was trying to move out of my chiropractic practice and into doing this work full time. And that's when I met my ex and unknowingly began a trauma bonded relationship where she rescued me. She was able to rescue me from that reality that I was stuck in, which was I wanted to be out of my office teaching. And I was able to rescue her from her life. She was involved in a same-sex marriage. She was not happy there. Her health was, was crap and her business was starting to tank. She's also a sex worker on the sideline, which was kind of intriguing to me, but she also was a madam for high-end escorts. So she was kind of like an, hosting an online brothel, which really triggered my amusement and my curiosity 
but I was able to kind of keep that separate. And at the time, it felt like a good idea to start a relationship with her. And the reason why it was super duper thrilling was because I had coupled secrecy as a teenager with my religious upbringing, coupled secrecy with sexual thrill. So sex was frowned upon before marriage so that, you know, the, the, the threat of getting caught or being bad was coupled with pleasure. So this coupling of secrecy and pleasure, ha unknowingly at the time, I had no idea at the time, was fueling this really highly addictive, volatile pattern called a trauma bond. So this experience of, I need you, but then I'm terrified of you consuming me. This formulates the two fundamental fears that most men encounter when they're going through a relationship. The first one is the fear of abandonment. We are terrified of the abandonment. This is, you know, this, you know, I don't want to be alone. I don't want you to leave me. While coupled with this fear of what's called engulfment, fear of being consumed. So what happens is during the interaction, the early phases with the love bombing, where we were love bombing each other, her form of love bombing for me was taking care of all of my business stuff and kind of edifying me saying, hey, you could be like another Deepak Chopra. She sent me a link. She goes, this is Deepak Chopra's website. I see you like that. And I'm like, really? My insecure parts really needed that validation. So I just easily fell for it hook, line, and sinker, even though she was never somebody I was ever going to marry or introduce or wanting to bring home to mom, this was what drew the thrill with that sex. And we had coupled a shared fantasy. Her fantasy was a power couple dynamic. My fantasy was, you know, leaving my chiropractic practice and teaching and being the Persian, um, Deepak Chopra, I guess, not a spiritual type of thing, but more in terms of healing because my 20 years, my 18 years as a chiropractor, really, I loved helping people transform in their health. So here we are, and this has the makings of a trauma bond kind of melded together, gelled with really highly passionate sex, coupled with secrecy, silence, and shame paired up and aligned and gelled with a shared fantasy. And now you have the beautiful makings of a trauma bond. Fear of abandonment was what draw was, is what draws us in. And the second that responsibility comes up where she's like, I want a contract. I want money. I want a guarantee. I want a ring. Uh, now, all of a sudden, the next fear starts taking over, which is called the fear of engulfment, fear of being consumed. Have you ever experienced that where you want that connection, but soon as you have that connection or you have sex or you have an orgasm, immediately your body goes into shutdown mode like, oh shit, now I got to be responsible. What you're dealing with is a bio is in your biology. It's not a rational thing. It's not your fault. If this, if any of what I'm saying lands or resonates with you and you're feeling this codependent push pull dynamic where you have this volatile pattern that's really gelled by really addictive sex, where you, you 
can't leave the person, but you know they're not good for you, just know that that's not your fault. You have the makings of a trauma bond and it's not your fault because you haven't yet learned how to uncouple or detangle these two warring parts within yourself called the fear of abandonment and the fear of engulfment. And I hadn't learned how to become trigger proof. I hadn't learned how to take conflict and turn it into deeper intimacy. That's what was fueling it. So this relationship continued for about four years with this push and pull dynamic going through these cycles of love bombing. Then when we get triggered into conflict, the I love you, you're the most amazing thing in the world turns to you're a piece of shit. You're a, you know, all the expletives, you're a, you know, bitch, asshole. She would call me a pussy and it would get really like, uh, really volatile to discard. I'm out of here. I can't do this to me wanting to leave to her freaking barricading the door. You're not leaving because her abandonment wound would come up. So it's kind of like these warring abandonment and engulfment wounds at war with one another. And we don't learn how to become trigger proof to this. So it wasn't until the police were involved where I had to kind of look and go, how did I get into this situation? I had never become like abusive before in a previous relationship, although it had happened to her many times. Every relationship with a man ended up becoming abusive. Not that it, I'm not, by the way, please understand, I'm not blaming anybody here. This is nobody's fault. Once you, in the beginning, you're dealing with so much toxic shame, you're blaming yourself. Oh my God, it's my fault. Then you get angry and then you blame them. It's their fault. Then the words fault and blame keep coming up. And then once you start doing your healing work, once you start becoming trigger proof and becoming a cycle breaker, you start to see that the runway that led up to this was your childhood, not just your childhood, your parents, and their experience, their grandparents, and then her experiences. And so you're just kind of stuck in a trauma bond. You're dealing with two people who are wounded children. So the word fault and blame, if you really want to heal, we got to get rid of that word, those two words, fault and blame, and start taking the, the word responsibility. It's kind of like if you are driving in a, you're in a bus and there's a crash that happens and then you, you know, tear up your knee in that crash. It's not your fault that it happened. However, it's your responsibility to assemble a team and then resolve it. And that's exactly what I did. I met Dr. Russell Kennedy. He became one of my best friends and started introducing me to the concept of somatic work and getting into my body and healing with these younger parts of myself. So I started studying polyvagal theory, somatic experiencing shadow work, started integrating all of these new concepts and realizing that all of the personal development or the counseling work and talk therapies that I had done or anger management was all cognitive based, was talking, but what about the parts of me that had, had trauma before I had the language to describe it? I just was on a, a session with one of my um, clients today, very intelligent guy, very well-respected, a CEO, a guide, and he was dealing with trauma when he was an infant before he had the language to describe it. So going to a therapist and talking it through isn't going to solve it. 
the session that we did involved going into the body and releasing that and reconnecting with those younger parts and being the parent and the guide to those younger parts that that didn't have access to a, a, a loving and attuned and conscious parent. He had a cry, he was a cry it out baby. Crying it out is basically leaving a child to fend for themselves in a cave and causes dissociation and massive trauma. And so this was what was happening. And so I had to learn how to get out of my head, out of my rationality, out of my cognitive intellect, which, you know, I have that as a superpower. My cognition, my intellect, my ability to kind of read into things is very good. Cognitively, I just, my underdeveloped muscle was my feeling body, my emotional body, my emotional intelligence, my uh, emotional, what's the word I'm looking for? Emotional literacy, write that word down. I didn't have emotional literacy. So I decided to get to work and I began a process to heal with these younger parts and to learn how to release that stored trauma that was in my biology. And then I learned how to communicate with polarized communication, masculine communication, which is really devotional, which is centered. You know, we have the term toxic masculinity, which we talk about aggression and anger and all that stuff. That's not masculinity, actually. Masculinity is centered, devotional leadership is able to um, bring his woman who's highly activated and charged and emotional into her body out of her judgments because he is centered within himself. I didn't know how to emotionally regulate. And this trauma bond, which is my role, which was to rescue her from her emotional lability and, and her all of her abandonment wounds, I was failing miserably. And so the relationship became volatile. It blew up. There was tons of shame. A scandal ensued. And I got to work. And I thought to myself, all right, I'm 43 years old and I don't want to die never having experienced love that is safe and secure. I wouldn't even know how to, how to kind of notice safe love if I saw it. In fact, love that was safe and secure, somebody who was secure, didn't need fixing, not a wounded bird that, that wasn't a wounded bird that didn't need fixing would feel quite unusual to me and not attractive, right? When you're activated by these wounds, secure love doesn't feel safe. There's something suspicious about it. There's something off because you're so used to the chaos. Tell me if that makes sense to you. I'd love to hear. Send me a, a message or email or DM or whatever. Let me know if this is landing or resonating because I want to de-shame the whole process of trauma bonds. This is what I'm all about. I want to help you really deal with these parts that we don't have access to resolving, especially not with our counselor, just talk therapy. That I mean, that's helpful. But if we just leave it at the talk level, we're missing out on what's happening within the body. For example, as you've been listening to me, check into your body right now. Have you been breathing? Have you been constricting? 
Do you feel open? Do you feel seen? Or do you feel like your body is in kind of like protection mode because you feel personally attacked by what I'm saying, even though I'm not saying directly at you, there might be a problem that arises because this shadow part just got activated. You just got triggered by what I'm sharing. Well, unfortunately, we don't learn how to work with these sensations that arise. We, we don't learn how to become trigger proof. And this is what my whole uh, kind of community of cycle breakers is all about. It's why I love teaching people how to become trigger proof. Because when you do, what happens is you get activated, fear of abandonment shows up, and now you know exactly how to regulate that and then communicate it with polarized communication using masculine communication, which is all about loving directive, directives of, of, of kind of leading your woman into her feelings, out of her judgments, out of her attack, out of her blame, which is when she gets scared and she's she leaves her body and goes into her head and into judgments, she desperately wants to be provided for, protected, but her man, myself in that moment, didn't have the capacity to regulate myself because I was tr I couldn't protect her if I was trying to protect myself from her blame and her judgments. Can you see the, 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 the infinity loop of conflict that can come up? Her, gets activated instead of regulating and then communicating. The, it, she'll go into judgment and blame and me, instead of being able to lead her into her feelings so that I can have her feel seen and heard, I'm too busy feeling so penetrated by her judgments, which activates the little boy in me and then causes me to behave either one of two ways. Number one, I submit to her energy and go, yes, dear, which kills the vibe for both of us. No, no woman, no feminine woman wants a yes, dear type of guy. Or option number two, because I'm not a submissive type of guy, I would activate, get activated, and then I would escalate the judgment. And then that would cause her to escalate. So we were basically reactively abusing one another until it would get emotional for her until it would finish on March 11th with a physical assault when I slapped her. And it was like, <sighs> wake up call. And so this whole journey, this is why it's so important for me to share this. Because once you learn how to become trigger proof, you're able to regulate yourself and help your woman get out of judgment into her body, into her feelings. And that causes her to surrender and then feel safe, especially if you can hold her in those emotions. Why? Because my fear of engulfment parts that come up when she goes into judgment and blame, I'm able to regulate them. I'm able to bring them back home. I'm, I'm able to respond instead of react. And then the parts of me that feel my fear of abandonment coming up, the second fear. I'm able to regulate those, which by the way, when you're an avoidant, those parts are in the shadow. When you're anxious attached, your fear of engulfment goes into the shadows. You don't see it. So we have all of these parts to us, depending on which ones are alive. Number one, we don't learn how to become trigger proof to these things. So that's why we react to them. And then this is the nature of the trauma bond, the push-pull dynamic. And I know that you're tired of the should I stay or go situation, tired of having to fawn and people please and not speak your truth because you're afraid of hurting the other person or losing the other person or having them react. 
And I know you can't stand this constant feel of anxiety of primal panic, wondering if this person's going to leave or just wanting to get the fuck out as an avoidant going, God, like I'm just consumed with the responsibility. And I know that you want to feel safe in commitment. I know that you want to feel like you're chosen as a woman and you're finally claimed as a woman or a man that you have a woman who respects you and doesn't constantly push back and judge you and, 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 and blame you for everything. You want to feel that respect and surrender. And that's why I create the overview experience to help people become trigger proof. And that's exactly um, where I get to teach my community the skill to master to become the secure attachment that you're wanting so that you know that secure attachment isn't on the outside, it's on the inside. So um, if you're interested and you're really keen on mastering this dance and learning more and you're hungry, this is kind of like bringing up something for you, type in the chat, let me know what comes up for you. Um, and you're really keen on going deeper, um, there's a link there for a trauma bond workshop that's coming up. It's only 30 bucks. It's, it's a three hour deep dive into what I just shared, where I go into the history of where trauma bonds come from, what constitutes a trauma bond or when it's real love. Is it love or is it codependency? How to know the difference and what a secure love feels like so that you know exactly which identity that you need to take on in order to become magnetic to the right type of person. So you're not constantly attracting the same type of person if you're single or if you're in a relationship, in a partnership, you're not constantly going around in this freaking exhaustive dance of the same argument every single day. So if you're ready to actually tr learn how to trust yourself, you want to actually learn how to um, magnetize the right person and push away the wrong person so you know whether you should stay or you go. My invitation for you is to join me and, and learn more. Uh, the link is below at the trauma bond workshop from trauma bond, uh, how to break free from trauma bonds and heal codependency. Uh, that's coming up this week or the other link there, an upcoming workshop called the overview experience. These are the best places to get started. And if you have any questions, I'd love to hear it. What came up for you here? Was this useful? Was it helpful? Otherwise, I'll see you at the next perfect time.